This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. This podcast on Parshas Pinchas is dedicated to the memory of Ethel Malka Bas Eliyahu by her daughter B.J. Goldman uh, in, in commemoration of the Shloshim on the 21st of Tammuz. I'm really excited to talk about um, Parshas Pinchas. Today, a few of the uh, subjects we'll be dealing with, in terms of, of course, the Tari Mitzvahs, which is our focus. Uh, we parted from that a little bit last week, but this week um, there's a lot of material here. Um, the subject of the uh, of Pinchas himself, which starts out the parsha, is not really directly uh, related to a specific mitzvah. Um, but we will you know, hopefully have time to bring that in. Um, but the major emphasis of the parsha, besides you know, the census, which is also not going to get to the Tari Mitzvahs, um, is the uh, Kobanis, which is a really, really um, basic and fundamental topic that's dealt with throughout the Torah, uh, you know, all the way from, uh, from Noyach you know, till... Uh, Till the Besamikdash and you know beyond, so it's it's a very very um, active issue, and it's something that a lot of people I think either kind of um, ignore or put on the back burner or don't really try to deal with. Um, and there's a lot of stuff going on here in terms of um, what is the significance of korbanos in general, the sacri- animal sacrifices. Uh, a lot of people want to kind of uh, backstep from it because they're afraid it's not uh, very currently acceptable. <laughs> um, even though we say that today the tefillah, the prayer, is, is a substitution in a sense for the uh, korbanos, we really have to understand a little bit what the korbanos imply. Uh, and of course, I, I you know I don't have anywhere near time to deal with it in you know really in depth. But uh, you know a few of the ideas we're going to get through. Also, there's the uh, specific. Um, uh, subject which I think has uh, some connection to the issue of uh, Pinchas is the uh, Kabbalists related to Rosh Chodesh. So Rosh Chodesh not only, uh, I mean, is it, 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 Rosh Chodesh is an interesting holiday in itself because it's something which is not in the canon or the cycle of, uh, of, of the normal Yom Toivim that we talk about, you know, Pesach and, and and, and Shavuos and Sukkot and uh, Rosh Hashanah and, uh, and Kippur and all this stuff. It's, it's kind of an uh, interesting category on its own of something which is, uh, has a kind of a holiday status and at the same time you can work and you, know, you don't have to uh, uh, refrain from virtually any type of, uh, of work except for maybe women uh, who take that on. But anyway, the point is that there's a, a lot going on there and... Um, and of course, we, we always try to go into a little bit more of the uh, of the deeper meaning, so to speak, uh, behind some of these mitzvahs to get a, a, a deeper appreciation of what they're you know what they're talking about. Um, 
Okay, one of the issues here that I wanted to, to mention is the idea of the Korban Tumit, because a lot of times Korbanas are um, viewed in the context of coming to, um, as, as the concept of a Korban Chatas, for example, which is something which is a response to a particular Avera. So either they're thought of as being something that we do on a regular basis uh, because of Shabbos or Yom Tov, which, you know, occurs once in a while, the, the, the idea of uh, coming to the base of Mikdash for the Shoshri Golim uh, to offer the, the Korbanas uh, that are appropriate for each Yom Tov, which this Parsha deals with. Um, but we all, if, if not for that, we generally talk about a korban, a korban chatos, which is something that if you do a particular veira or you have to be uh, cleansed for, you know, something that, that led to some kind of a tumor, even things like uh, tzaras or uh, you know having a child or this kind of thing. Um, and we sometimes ignore the very basic fact that the most common regular korban that was let, that was brought on the base of Mikdash was the korban tomit. This is a korban that was brought every day, morning and evening. And that's really the basis for the fact that we daven for Shachos uh, Mechamarev, Marev being uh, the time when the the korban was still being burned on the Mizbeach. Um, so what was, the, what was the implication of that? Was that something that just day in and day out, every single day it just kept going and even it was uh, specifically mentioned that they you know, kept offering these korbanas uh, uh, during the time of the Chorban Besamikdash when they were destroy- destroying the Besamikdash but they kept doing it until the last possible moment because they were so dedicated to getting that out I mean, to, 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 to performing that, uh, that service and this is something that was not uh, done in response to anything specific, it was just you know, something that was done on a regular basis um, and of course, the fact that it corresponds to day and you know day and night um, is uh, something that ensures a certain regularity, and it's something that's time based. And it's because it's time based, and it's based on natural natural flow of time. It's something that is cyclical, and the whole issue of cyclical um, ritual is something that. Uh, is very easy to um, to uh, ignore or to not appreciate in the present uh, mindset of at least you know Western culture, which is although we have our you know daily routines and our you know our our uh, you know, getting up and you know the work ethic of going up. And, Getting up and going to work every day, and coming home and going to sleep at sleep at night. Okay, so but it's it's not as an idea of that being having a chashivas of having an importance in itself. We're very often uh, looking at the big project, the big goal. You know, the the, the thing that we're, uh, we're we're looking on in the long term to be able to show for ourselves. You know, and, and the, the accomplishments and uh, what we built and what we uh, you know this, this kind of stuff. You know, when the idea of building Mesa Mikdash was a, was a big deal, obviously, the Mishkan and the Baishlishan and the Baishani, and we talk about the Baishlishi. I mean, all of these things are, are tremendous things, but it wasn't with the idea of it being an end in itself. It was only in order to have a place to be able to offer the Kobanas. I mean, that's what the Besamikdash is about. Of course, it's a place where we, 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 we confront the Ibishta, but how do we do that through Kobanas? You know, it's got to be a place where Kobanas can happen. So what is this whole idea of, of a cyclical 
uh, observance which seems to have a, uh, a rhythm and, uh, and, and a tachlis in itself. That, that's like a, like a major thing. That's an extremely important thing. As if to say that even if you didn't accomplish anything that you could put, you know, so this is my legacy, you know, this is the thing that I've accomplished in my life. The very fact that you just went to Daven morning and evening every, every day itself would be, would be an, you know, something to show for yourself. I mean, you know, like you come up to, to, uh, to Shemaim up to 120, and you can say, you know, well, I, 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 I went to Daven every morning, you know, and night, specifically for men, because it's a time-oriented thing. Women, is, it's said that, that a lot of people offer the, the, the explanation why women are not obligated in, in specifically in mitzvahs, essays, zman, groma, like davening, things that are time-oriented, and, uh, and, and, you know, specifically a matter of time, is because they're cyclical. And women already have an internal cycle. So because of that, they really don't have to, uh, they don't need this. It's like something they already internally understand, and it's, it's internally a part of them as man. Um, a man who's not, doesn't have that, that kind of, uh, same kind of cyclical, uh, cyclical uh, things going on in his own body, it's not as much a part of him, that, that consciousness, of, that, that cycles is, is uh, what it's all about. But anyway, we talk about the, the, the building blocks of reality, of existence, being, for the sake of Yitzhir, it talks about oilam, shona, nefesh. I always talk about you know, time, space, and soul. So we have certain parameters that, you know, established by those, you know, very early swarm from, you know, the very first, uh, uh, from, from, from the beginning, uh, and it's, it's part and parcel of, of the mitzvahs themselves, the way they're laid out. Again, you know, this is the reason why we're doing this, this investigation of Tariq mitzvahs, to show the underpinnings of the halachas and the, the, and the mitzvahs in all of these fundamental things that Kabbalah talks about, for example. Um, and that it's not that um, that was kind of pinned on afterwards as an afterthought, rather that the, it's obvious that the whole Torah is based on these things to begin with because they are the foundations of reality itself. When you talk about things like Oilam Shon and Nefesh, you know, time, space, and soul, and you talk about, you know, Nefesh, Riyach, Neshoma, Mechaya, the different levels of the, of the soul itself, and you talk about the Machshoma, the Maisa, all of these things are part in the elements, you know, they're all intrinsic in the construction of the mitzvahs themselves and, and the times, the sevens and the threes and the tens and all this stuff, it's all there and just that the Torah doesn't explain why uh, openly in the pshat of the Torah and the level of the literal meaning of the Torah. But it's so implicit and so obvious these things are not um, uh, arbitrary. They're things that are all based on a tremendous uh, internal understanding and manipulation of those uh, fundamental aspects of, of reality itself. So anyway, so we talk about the importance of the cycle and understanding how these things repeat and what they represent. They become extremely, extremely important uh, in that a person understands that his role and his tachlis in the world itself is not to necessarily accomplish great things because many people have tried to accomplish things that they, that they didn't accomplish and they've had grandiose you know, visions of, of what they're going to do you know, for, the, for, for posterity and what they're going to do for humanity and they didn't work out. And you know, we're talking about big people, you know, and uh, this is simply not something you can base your life on. 
But every person, all the way down the line, from the top to the bottom, can base their lives on the concept of, of sustaining the world, of, that we have to do something every day. We're obligated. This is, we are creating and responsible for the connection between the creator and the creation. Through us, through us as, as human beings and through us specifically as Jews, we have that, that Hashem has, has, in, has invested that in us and has given the direction how to do that and has given us the Torah and mitzvahs through which to make that connection. So we are constantly here to be the middleman. We're the, 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 the intermediary between heavens and earth, basically. We're, we're here to get things done and to do things according to Hashem's plan in order that that connection be established and maintained. And that is a daily thing because just as we, every day we get, we get hungry, so if we get hungry, that means that whatever we have is emptying out and it has to be replenished. So on a daily basis, we, every, every day we have to eat, right? We have to sleep every day. If we miss it, we eventually will not be able to function. So the point is we eventually will die. And that's true not only of us, but everything else in, in, in every, every other animated, you know, from Tzomeach and Chaim and Dabe. Everything has to be replenished. Those, 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 that energy has to be replenished. And we have to do something in order to get that. Whatever it is, the point is that that is the continued existence of reality is based on the fact that we are involved, both on the spiritual level and on the physical level, with doing things to maintain the creation. So we have to be at one. We have to be we're working through this cyclical process, which keeps repeating over and over and over again, just like the sun rises and sets, the moon rises and sets. These things are built into the creation itself, and that's what we look to for, for, um, uh, for guidance, for, for, uh, for, for establishing the, uh, the structure that, that, that defines our lives. So the concept of, of looking at the moon. So the, the, first of all, it says by the creation of the world to begin with, that Hashem created the world, uh, with the, it, it put, put you know, in place the, uh, the moon and the sun to be the basis on which we, uh, we fix the dates for the holidays. So these Yom Toivim that we have to do in order for, to celebrate the very thing, various things we have, to, we have to celebrate during the course of the year, it's all based on the cycles of the moon and the sun. That is, the moon, it's, it's a, a lunar, a lunar whatever it's a hybrid lunar uh, solar calendar, but that is it, that you're looking at it from the standpoint of the, the, uh, the orbit of the moon, and then uh, on a monthly basis, and then we're adjusting it according to the phases of the sun as well, so it keeps in, 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 in sync with the, uh, with the seasons, which are determined by the sun. So, this is, is what is, is, is at the core of the whole concept of kabbonis, the very fact that kabbonis ha- are different, that they change from the, the word. The word shana is from the word shinui, which is that that the, the the during the course of the year things change. So that's spiritually and and you know materially, things change over time. So we have a, a situation where over the course of the year and the course of the month. Uh, the fact that you know every day we have the the uh, the daily sacrifices, the daily kaponas, and then you have different kaponas on Shabbos or additional kaponas on Shabbos. Plus, you have you know every yomtiv that then you have on Rosh Chodesh, a different again a different set of kaponas, and then you have different kaponas for each of the yomtivim. So each of these uh, e- and, and all of this is hanging on the cycles of the moon, 
and uh, how it's uh, uh, related to the, uh, you know, how it's, how it's uh, adjusted for the cycles of the sun. These are natural things which are built into creation itself. So it becomes very significant then the concept of the, what's called the miut hayoreach, which is, a, 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 it's, it's based on a medrash that occurs several times in the Chazal, in the slightly different versions. And uh, it's, it's, it's a really a cornerstone of, of Kabbalah, and it's something that we really have to understand on a conceptual basis. And it's, a very, again, very deep and very complicated, and I'm not going to, you know, I'm only going to scratch the surface, but I want to, you know, look at it from a particular uh, perspective, which is, is mainly based on, on uh, uh, a discussion of the Maharal in Prague, that he talks about it on a, in, a, in a certain context. Basically, what it, you know, it's a pretty well-known thing. It's it's uh, it's based on this this uh, this discussion uh, in in that's that's uh, told related in Chazal that b- dates back to the you know the first seven days of creation, in fact, the fourth day of creation, whatever, um, when the moon was set in place, and there's this concept of the Um, there's this concept of uh, that the moon challenged Hashem, in a sense, which is itself an interesting thing. Um, How is it possible that it would challenge something, you know, the basic facet of creation itself? But the idea is that that the moon originally was on an equal footing with Hashem. It calls it the Shnei that there were originally two apparently equally, but there's all kinds of interpretations of this as well, but basically two equally bright um, uh, celestial bodies. And at a certain point, Hashem, uh, at a certain point, the moon brought up a question of how is it possible that two kings can can, can, um, share the same crown? Now, uh, of course, this goes very deep. And what what is the crown? And what is the crown being the light of Hashem? And, and what is the idea of the, of the two uh, these these two entities sharing that that crown? And there's a whole thing about the, the idea that they, that it's really uh, a question of din as opposed to rachamim. This this uh, this dialectic always going on between these two contrasting. Uh, modes of uh, of uh, management of the world, one being strict uh, din, the, the idea of judgment, you know, everything has to go according to the books, according to the rules, and with no uh, violation of those rules. And uh, it's, it's said that Hashem originally wanted to create the world on the basis of din, and then he switched it to Rachman because he saw the world couldn't, couldn't exist, especially with Bechira, with free choice. Uh, it wouldn't be possible for mankind to to exist without having a flexibility or some way of getting of of uh, of, of uh, resetting the din through tshuva. That if we wouldn't be able to do tshuva, which is kind of uh, outside of the realm of din, because according to din, if you do something wrong, you have to get punished for it. And according to rachamim and, and which, you know compassion and mercy, you have, there are situations where the din, the, this judgment can be sidestepped and or overruled by uh, the the idea, the concept of of, of of compassion. So sometimes the world has to be 
ruled one way and sometimes the other. It has to be balanced because if it's too much din, then the world can't exist because uh, it'll wipe out the whole humanity just on basis of, of, of not uh, holding up to its uh, the rules. And if, on the other hand, you're too lenient and, you, and, and people think that they can get away with everything, then you get a situation like it was before the mobble, before the, the, the flood, and everybody goes goes crazy and, uh, and, and you know, civilization can't exist like that either. So you have to obviously balance the two. So the, the, what really what what the the the, the, Levana, the, the, the moon is is representing the aspect of din. So how can it be that the, that that mankind and this was the same thing that the the angels the malachim also questioned in a sense. How can you create mankind with free choice and know that it's possible that they will uh, that they'll do a virus, that they'll, they'll transgress on the, on the din. They won't, they won't be able to hold up to this midas din. So then Hashem says, well, I made, I made tshuva, you know, so it's, that's, that's not a problem, but tshuva is outside of din. So what it's basically asking is, how is it possible, how is it possible for both to coexist? How can you have both on the one hand the midas din, and on the other hand, have this mitzvahachimim? How's that going to work? So Hashem responds by saying, "Okay, so you know what? If you you are the one who's saying that they can't coexist, so you subordinate yourself. The, if if anything's going to be subordinated, it's going to be mitzvah din because if the mitzvah din gets in control totally and there's nothing to mitigate that din, then the world's going to collapse altogether. So if you go on the bottom, if you go underneath, then." at least the world will be able to continue to exist. And you'll have your place of influence. So you'll be, you'll be in control at night. During the day, it'll be, it'll be a time of rachamim. So that way, there'll be, there'll be place for both. So it wasn't the... the so it, it, according to the Medrash, the, 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 the moon, the, the Yerech, was not satisfied with that. And it, 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 all kinds, there's a whole kind of Atariya going back and forth, and Hashem is trying to be Mephias because, because the, 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 the taina of the, of the uh, Yerech is... I, what I said was... Nothing wrong with what I said. What I said is it's true. It's, it's, how can you just uh, ignore the importance of Din? How can you make that... Just, uh, why, why, why should... Why should, why should it be like this? Why should the creation be like this, basically? And Hashem is basically telling me, I'm sorry, you know, it's got to be this way. I know what I'm doing, you know. You can't do anything about it. It's got to be this way. The only way to do it, if you're, you yourself are admitting that it can't be both equal. So I'm saying, okay, you know, until Mashiach comes and, and there's no more Bechira anymore and we don't, have, uh, we don't have free choice and then everybody's going to do good stuff and then we can exist with Minasadin. But for the time being, in this type of a world... We gotta have. We gotta, it has to be this way. So he said, "But, but I, I, you know, I didn't say anything wrong. Why are you punishing me? Why are you making me smaller?" So, so Hashem says, "But I'm, you know, it's, it's, you're, you're smaller, but you're still going to be uh, have an influence. You're not being, you know, wiped out altogether. You're just, you know, smaller than the other one. It doesn't want to. It's not happy with that." So he says, "But, but the, 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 the tzaddikim, the, the idea of being of the smaller, the, the cotton." The smaller entity is nothing wrong with that. I mean, the tzaddikim are also called the small one. You know, the soul is called the small one. The double is called the small one. There's nothing wrong with being small. There's an advantage in being small. So it still doesn't want to be be happy with that. So at the end, he says, "You know what? Bring me a kapora, and and uh, that I that I that I made the that I diminished the size or the or the uh, what are the the power the, the the brightness of the of of the levona." 
So everybody asks, you know, what's what's this idea of uh, you know of bring me a kapora? So according to Maharal, it doesn't mean that Hashem needs a kapora. Hashem doesn't need that somebody to 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 you know he didn't do anything. He's not like you know doing something wrong. He's he's basically saying you know this is the way it is. This is this is just the system. This is it has to be this way. But but it seems to not be fair in some sense. You know, and this is basically, uh, you know, you could say, of course, that this is uh, the 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 Levana represents the uh, feminine aspect and the and the sun, the masculine aspect. And here we have the basis for, you know, the, the creation of the world itself, and way way back then, the idea that the that the masculine is dominant and the woman is is uh, is subordinate. And here, that's going way back to the beginning. So, of course, the liberals will say, you know, look, this is this is uh, this is uh, male supremacists and everything else. So basically what, what they're saying is this isn't fair. Look, we're just as capable as they are, and we're being demoted to this point. How is that, how is that fair? That's not, uh, you know, we're not any worse than they are. Why are we being put down? You know, we should be on an equal footing. So Hashem is basically saying, yeah, you know, that sounds good, and that would be the fair way to do things, but the fact is the world can't exist like that. Society can't exist with two complete equals, and you see that society taka can't because the, the, the women's libras don't get married and they don't have children, and they're not the ones who are, are, who are sustaining the world by and large. They're the ones that are out there being men. You know, they, they, basically, it's, 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 it's an envy of the situation of men, and they want to be a man, so they end up being, they end up being you know, imitating the men and, and, and not, I mean... Denying the whole um, the whole institution of motherhood and and uh, being uh, being dedicated to you know raising a family as being somehow uh, demeaning for a woman. So of course society can't exist uh, can't exist like that. But they don't care. You know, so society won't exist. I mean, what, what difference does it make? So Hashem is looking from the standpoint of you know this is the way the world is constructed and it's too bad. I mean, the same kind of basically, which is the same uh, reply as, as to Koira. Koira also said you know You know we're all we're all um, we're all uh, equal, uh, equally valid. Why shouldn't we have a total equality and we should all be on the same footing and there shouldn't be a coin good I mean, chef says, you know, fine, but that's not the way it works. You know, we need that hierarchy. We need to have, uh, you know, there's a vertical system here and you can't, nothing else works. Anarchy doesn't work. Okay, so anyway, the kids are, um, we have this concept of, of, of the Yoreach and the Yoreach is the, the and, and the cycle of the Yoreach is is particularly um, distinctive for the fact that for a, a certain period of time it dip- disappears completely. The whole idea of the new of the, of the new moon is that it is simply not visible. It like disappears. It's not there, and it has to it, it, it waxes and wanes. It gets bigger and it gets smaller. So usually, most of the Imtoivim are taka when it's at its 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 highest point, you know, the full moon. But then, uh, but then the Rosh Hashanah, for example, it's not there at all. You don't even see it. So that's this idea of going from nothing to something, and something back to nothing, and it's it's uh, extremely uh, important concept in that we're talking about something that that mimics the concept of the Jewish people itself, which has its ups and downs, which, which is not putting itself out to be the empire that's, you know, always on top. It's, 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 the fact is that the fact we, that we, we can deal with, we always talk about that the Sinai was the smallest mountain. We don't have a problem with being small. We're not out there to be the biggest one. And we're not out there to dominate. So domination is not the point. The point is to be, to serve Hashem, to be subordinate to Hashem, and to and to do what Hashem wants, which is 
the way that we achieve our completeness. Now, the the the, the um, Maral talks about in, in the Bergoyla, um this this uh, medrash dealing with if the world was was uh, uh, created complete, and it's very clear from Chazal that the Brias Oilam itself was not in a complete straight state. You know, you want to say that this was the ideal thing and everything. It wasn't complete. There was like, according to one position, the whole north direction, north side of the rakia, of the firmament, was empty, was, was, was left out. And then the, even according to the other one, uh, the other position, which said that it wasn't, that it, it was a complete, uh, completely uh, encircled. It's still talking about that, the, that there's something missing. There's an element there that is what's called chaser. It's not complete. And Maral goes into depth about this, about the idea that, that it can't be complete because a, the, the creation, simply by dint of it being a creation, cannot achieve completeness on its own. Because if it was, it would be another god. It would be competing with God, and it's not another God. It's, it's very clear that it is a creation, and there's a creator which is complete, and the creation is not complete. So what did Hashem do in order to create, make this, this to, to allow for some kind of completion? He created the Ezer Kenegdoi. He created the feminine. So there's a, the masculine aspect and the feminine aspect, and they can only reach completion by coming together. And that way, each one acknowledges its individual incompleteness, and, but it's still shy to become complete by coming together with that yichud, with the, the unification with the other. So under, and, and under Hashem himself, so as we say that there are, th- there are three shutfim, the three uh, um, partners in the creation of the child, is the male and female and Hashem. So with all three together, then they reach this level of completeness. And even Hashem himself has created uh, a, this, this, this model of the idea of Kitschubrich Shkintev, the Kitschubrich and the Shkina, which is also a masculine and feminine form, which is the only way that the, the uh, on the very highest levels of Atzilis, of, of the, the Svirus themselves, that's the only way you can come to completion, is the, through this unification of masculine and feminine. So they both coming together, that is something which, which, um, which creates... Then, which, which sustains and, cre- and, and, and recreates and regenerates the creation. And, of course, we know that uh, the idea of family purity, that the whole, uh, the whole uh, birthing process is also cyclical. And we have a cycle we have a, a, a based on the woman's cycle, and that's that's also something that's happening in a, in a cyclical way. So there's a t- and there's a time that she's impure and the time that she's pure. So that means again, there's this 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 mortality again that people can't handle, and everybody wants to is, is the whole concept of several in, in certain well-known religions of of a godhead being being physical at the same time. We want to make a man a god. Man, we want to make man into God. So we want to make man immortal in himself. And that's the desire of, of every individual, the whole concept of, of individualism, that every individual wants to be his, his own complete independent thing without having to, to look to or be involved with anything else. This is the only way that com- completion can be accomplished, achieved, is through the... Um, the the coming together of two separate entities in a cyclical way. Um, so, what are we talking about here? We're saying that the concept of kabbonus and the concept of 
of um, of, of completion and the concept of of uh, the daily avoida of what we're involved with is not on the basis. It's not on the basis of what we accomplish on our on our own and and how great we can say we are and how much we've we've done. It's a question of realizing how small we are and how incomplete we are and how much we have to look to Hashem to complete us and to, and, and to do this whole thing together on a regular basis. That's, that's the basis of our whole avoidance. So it really shifts the whole perspective that what we're here for is to help others reach completion and to, to help complete ourselves through our relationships with them. And the main thing becomes now the relationship as opposed to the accomplishment. It also takes an awful lot of the pressure because we don't have to worry about being perfect within ourselves or complete within ourselves. And though for those people that have a hard time with relationships or that, that for them the relationship is on the back burner, that's kind of the, the tuffle, that's not the real ikr, that's not the main thing. Rather, the main thing for them is this idea of being able to... Um, of, of, of being able to dominate or being able to do it on their own or whatever. This is the antithesis of what the Torah is telling us to do. So if, if, what, if, you know, if nothing else, what we should um, get out of this Parsha is specifically the concept of, of coming together with others, recognizing what our relationships are to them, how we can help towards their elevation and towards the uniting of all of the different elements within creation in the service of the creator on a regular basis with a commitment and with a desire to, to fulfill our, our, our mission in the world and our, and our tactless in the world, the, the purpose for, for creation, to create that, that kind of an interaction and that kind of a, 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 a constant elevation and, and maintenance and, and sustenance of the world the way it's supposed to be and not how we imagine that we are going to somehow fulfill ourselves or become self-realized and all the self-realization and self-development and self-this and self-that. It's not about that. It's about coming together and, and each one fulfilling the, the, the completeness of the other so that we come together to, to create this higher form of, uh, of, of unity. So that's uh, I mean, there's much, much more, of course, to discuss in regards to the Parsha, but the, the, the time is running out here. So um, I thank you for, for, uh, for being together with us. If you would like to contribute to the organization that produces these podcasts and see what else we're doing, access some of our other uh, materials, you can find that at nakuda.org. That's N-E-K-U-D-A-H. That is nakuda.org. And um, you can also have the option to email us and contribute to dedicate the podcast in memory or in honor of any occasion or in memory of some loved one or whatever. Uh, and we'd be very happy to get that support. Thank you so much.